Welcome to the December 2007 issue of Harvard Business Review. We have three full-length articles for you. First, Ron Ashkenaz presents a practical guide to stripping complexity out of your organization. Next, Kevin Coyne, Patricia Gorman-Clifford, and Renee Dye show how a semi-structured approach can generate better ideas than unfettered brainstorming or strict quantitative analysis can. Then, George S. Day describes the ideal way to screen risky projects systematically for maximum balance and profit. Finally, you'll hear executive summaries of the remaining articles. We begin, though, with this month's forethought, The Truth About Private Equity Performance, by Oliver Gottschalk and Ludovic Palapu. Rising credit costs have already taken the bloom off private equity's rows, but some funds and some investors are due for another shock. Our research shows that the way P.E. fund performance is most often reported overstates the truth. Here's the problem. Private equity returns are often reported as the internal rate of return, IRR, the annual yield on an investment, of the underlying cash flows. This implicitly assumes that cash proceeds have been reinvested at the IRR over the entire investment period, that if, for example, a PE fund reports a 50% IRR and has returned cash early in its life, the cash was put to work again at a 50% annual return. In reality, investors are unlikely to find such an investment opportunity every time cash is distributed. Finance 101 teaches us a simple solution to this problem, the so-called modified IRR, or MIRR. This measure is similar to the regular IRR, but rather than assuming reinvestments at the IRR, it specifies a fixed rate of return for investing and borrowing. We looked at this measure in a study of 1,184 private equity funds raised from 1980 to 1995, considering all investments and corresponding cash flows through 2004. The highest IRR in our sample was an impressive 464% per year. When we applied the MIRR measure to that fund and specified 12% per annum for borrowing and investing, we got an MIRR of 31%, a far cry from 464%, and certainly a better representation of the fund's true return. Doing the same for all funds in our sample, we found that the top 25%, as ranked by IRR, had an average net of fees IRR of 35.32%. However, the top 25%, as ranked by MIRR, assuming borrowing and investing at 12%, had an average MIRR.